Hello, everybody, and welcome to another podcast episode of Talks with BTS Army ZA. Um, this week, we are quite excited to engage with a fan base who we believe is an integral part of the BTS ecosystem. And I think one of the fan bases in general, um, when we talk about charity and giving back, that is a very big part of the ethos that is what being an army is about. So we are very excited to welcome the ladies behind Bangtan Moonlight Essay onto our panel this week. Um, I'm Naz, and between Tag and myself, we are the admins for BTS Army South Africa. And we are, I think, really excited to have a conversation with uh, the admins from Bangtan Moonlight Essay. Ladies, hello. Hi. Um, <laughs> hello, Ami. Uh, I'm Varuna, and off the timeline, I'm an environmentalist, blogger, and content creator. Hi, everyone. My name is Saluri. I'm a full-time university student majoring in computer science and statistics. Hi, Ami. Um, my name is Sahiri, and I'm actually Saluri's twin. <laughs> um, I'm also a full-time student studying computer science, data science. And the three of us are actually all sisters. <laughs> Wonderful. It's so great how across fan bases in South Africa, there are actually so many siblings running different platforms. Yeah. So that's wonderful. I mean, Naz and I are twins. And when we met you guys for the first time, some time ago, I think we all did a bit of a double take because we were like, hey, there's like loads of twins in the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. So I think also as I think a disclaimer to everyone listening, just like last week, our guests this week are recovering from COVID. So if there are any coughs that you hear in the background, please be kind. We are in the midst of a pandemic. Um, and the ladies have kindly agreed to have this conversation with us while they are on their journey towards health and full recovery. Before we jump in, the usual disclaimers apply. I think this is going to be a conversation that might be a little bit different to the conversations that have come before. Uh, but nevertheless, the usual disclaimers do apply, which is essentially that discussions we have in this podcast is a mixture of our experience as fan base administrators for the past year, uh, four years. That will also be a mixture of, I think, Bangtan Moonlight Essays experience as administrators, as army, research that we've done independently, conversations we've had with admins of other international and local fan bases, um, and so on. So ultimately, everything we'll discuss here will be our own opinions. If anybody listening has a different opinion, that's absolutely okay. All of our opinions can harmoniously coexist uh, in the same ecosystem. So I think as we jump into the first question, we have, I think, a little sense of, of who you guys are as, um, as individuals. But I think maybe let's talk a little bit about when did you discover BTS? When did you become ARMY? And most importantly, who are your biases? Um, so we actually used to listen to their songs back in 2017. And it was only in 2018 did we really start getting into who, who they are. In fact, Saluri and I instantly clicked. And, you know, so our next mission was getting our biggest star on board. <laughs> so, you know, we did that by sending her a link of the BTS Love Yourself highlight reel, 
And, you know, fast forward, here we all are. Biases are really hard. When I first started, when I first got engaged with BTS, like, I, I was like, all of them are so amazing. It's so hard to choose a bias. We're definitely OT7. <laughs> even, even if we did choose a bias, that is always changing. <laughs> it's so hard. That is, that is very relatable. Um, and I think one thing you guys also have in common with the admins from BTS Charts essay is it was also very hard for them to articulate who a bias was and their response was also definitely no, I think we're OT7. Yeah, for sure, definitely. <laughs> um, what do you do as as fan base administrators, and and like I mentioned before, is really wrapped up in this idea of giving back and paying yeah. things forward and getting involved in our communities in any way that we can. Um, and I think the first question I'd like to ask you as we explore why you started your fan base and why you think what you do is important. Um, why do you believe giving back is such a strong um, tenant or component of being an army, um, whether that is giving back in big ways or small ways, whether you are the individual doing the giving or whether you are on the receiving end of someone's goodwill? Why do you believe being an army and giving back is something that is so important and so synonymous with us as a fandom? I think because we're so huge you know this fandom is huge internationally and even here in south africa and i i feel like part of us part of being a fandom is we're also representing bts as well and if you look at the boys and how they go about with their their lives and they also do a lot of charitable stuff and giving back and that inspires army a lot to do these things mm -hmm. but also just just doing these these charitable things and these amazing projects as a fandom is so powerful the people outside of our fandom the general public uh looks at that and you know this is why um a lot of people would would say when they talk about army oh that that fan base they do such amazing things and i think the boys as well would really appreciate hearing their fans uh being talked of in such a good light do you think it's possible to to be an army without necessarily being inspired to give back or do you think that part of most people's army journey is ultimately to become involved in more charitable type of pursuits well well i wouldn't say it would it would ultimately lead to maybe charitable but i do think that if you take a look at their albums and the content that they produce bts produces it certainly inspires a, a type of change in someone mm. it may not be charitable but it may be um for me example uh i definitely have changed since i've discovered bts i realized that it is important to use my voice as a youth mm. uh you know, to speak up, uh, you know, about certain issues and to take my mental health seriously. So it could be a personal journey for some. It may not be so much related to charity, but I think on a, on a whole, we're seeing a lot of fans, once they start going on that inward journey of discovering, you know, the importance of mental health, the importance of youth, the importance of uh, just being good 
and loving each other and, and just being good people, they automatically kind of lean towards also expanding that personal journey into a charity and, and campaigning and other sorts of things that we do online. Yeah, I agree with you. I think one of the incredible things that happens to people when they become a BTS fan is that it's not a passive endeavor. It's not something you... You, you just do in terms of watching videos and listening to music. I think becoming an army, absorbing BTS's content, getting to know the members, who they are and what they stand for as individuals and as a collective, ultimately does inspire people to want to do more within their communities, within their immediate surroundings and even, you know, within even smaller ecosystems in terms of, you know, with their next door neighbors and their friends and family. So I do think that being a BTS fan is synonymous with wanting to do good in the world. And I see that in us, I, you know, we see that every day. I mean, a lot of the things that you guys are doing, but also in mm -hmm. a lot of the things that armies are doing um, throughout the world. Yeah, so, yeah. so, so to that point, I mean, I think in our first um, podcast, our introduction to our fan base, we spoke a little bit about what a fan base is and the different types of fan bases that exist within, um, you know, specifically BTS's um, sort of cluster of different promotional outfits. You guys are a charity fan base. So why did you decide to follow down this particular path? Um, if I had to go right to the beginning, uh, in, in 2019, uh, we actually started as a as a fan page. So we opened a Twitter account, and the basically that Twitter account was was a page dedicated to uplifting armies and just spreading good vibes. Mm. And that really, as we got used to, you know, other fan bases saw what they did, and we saw what you guys did. Um, we were really inspired by fans. And so that kind of evolved into who we are today, a charity fan base, but we still follow that initial idea of our, our page uh, that's, you know, spreading good vibes and uplifting armies and just mm. all things good. How long have you guys been going? When did you originally start? So we started back in 2019. I think it was March for Yungi's birthday. And so I think, yeah, this year marks three years of us running our fan base. Yeah. That's, that's really, that's really so cool. And I think, you know, you guys started your, your fan base, as you mentioned in 2019, and I'm imagining it was with a view to bring about change. So yeah. if you think about how you set out, why you set out, what are the things that come to mind? What are, you know, the tenants or the ethos or the mandate of your fan base? So I would say it's simply the slogan that we go by, to spread love in the name of BTS. Mm. Um, I think what drives us is seeing how this literally comes into play. I mean, we get to see the behind the scenes of these projects. Uh, one of the many vetting processes that we actually have is contacting the organization that we're supporting. Mm. So when we approach them, we explain who we are, what we do, like who we do these for, they're always so amazed and appreciative and that's really heartwarming and of course the people who we do these for the armies their reactions their enthusiasm enthusiasm and their support mm -hmm. these projects take a lot of hard work but being able to experience this love for bts really empowers it all 
And our projects are done for, for special occasions, like their birthdays and anniversaries. So it's essentially giving back in appreciation for them. And it's something we generally and wholeheartedly enjoy doing. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in that. Um, so I kind of want to, to double click on that sentiment because I think I come across many people when I talk about what I do in my spare time, you know, running a fan base for a Korean band, they always ask me, why do you do that? You know, wh where's that coming from? So I guess I'll ask you guys to, to articulate to the people listening, what inspires you to do what you do in the way that you do it, knowing that, I mean, if I listen to you guys, you are full-time students or you're working full-time. So this is a juggling act between a passion project and almost real life. But what I find is that BTS, loving BTS, loving the music and the message and being so proud to be a part of this fandom is really about how we mesh these two worlds together. And I think BTS becomes a part of our life, not as an, an activity sitting on the side, but actually integrated into who we are as people. So I think where does that love come from and how do you as fan base administrators, I think juggle the work you do for your fan base and then real life. I I must say that, you know, before we started becoming like going actively into becoming a charity fan base, what really inspired us was seeing fellow fan bases. And one of our one of the first uh, fan bases that we actually were inspired by was you guys. So um we, we were just surprised to see fans and fan bases so actively involved, you know, in making it the, the dedicated mission to follow and spread that good spirit of, of charity and of BTS. But, you know, personally, we, we grew up doing charity with our parents from a very young age. Yeah. And so when we saw these type of projects and campaigns being done online by a fandom that we just you know joined it actually got us really excited really happy because we never really found enough spaces in our lives especially as we grow older to do what we've been doing with our parents mm -hmm. and to see that we there's a space here that like in a community that's got like such a heartwarming energy to them to see that we could start what or continue or do what we do for most of our lives is just was just absolutely inspiring for us and we were so excited mm. so that really keeps us going the thing is we do this we would have done this even if we didn't know bts we know charity but knowing bts we get to do it in such a different way in such a unique mm. way and that's so exciting for us so mm. we we just like that just keeps us going seeing how mm. fans interact with it seeing how the organizations interact with these projects um that just keeps us going to want to do bigger things and more things what do you think is the reaction you get from from either the organizations you guys have engaged with or family friends colleagues uh co-workers what is the general reaction you get when you talk about the fact that you run a fan base for a korean boy band it, well, we, to be honest, it's often very confusing for them. Yeah. Um, and, and we understand that. We understand that not many people might be open to the idea that uh, fan pages and, and fan bases and stuff like this exist. As much as you want to educate them about, the, about it, it does 
sound weird at first, but when we do start talking about the charity projects that we do, they're always so like, oh, wow. I mean, they've never heard of fans doing these type of things. Mm. So it's very unique for them, very new to them. Even with the organizations that we work with or do projects for, mm. we, we noticed something, and I actually was talking about this the other day, that we find that we don't only reach an audience, we don't only reach BTS Army as an audience, mm. we're also reaching another audience. We're reaching um, the, the organization's audience. So we put out a project and they'll share it on their stories or whatever, mm. and they interact. And sometimes that prompts their audience to go and you know learn more about BTS, learn more about Army. And this sort of, exposes the general public here in South Africa to another side of BTS and ARMY besides the few radio plays that we, we get here. So I really love seeing that. That's so cool. I think to Naz's earlier point, I often have, you know, people asking me when, when I say that, you know, I co-manage a, a fan base for BTS, people will say, that's so cool. You know, do they know what you do? And it's interesting because firstly, people don't realize how massive BTS are and how what we do in you know, our little part of the world is but a snippet of what people do globally. So we obviously all contribute to mm, BTS's yeah. legacy in some way, but I mean, our contribution is a drop in the ocean compared to the overall contribution. And I guess yeah, ultimately, yeah. What people don't understand is that for me personally, you know, I don't need BTS to know me, you know, yeah. but what I want people to know about is the amazing work that fans have done in the names of BTS and how collectively we are all contributing to their legacy. And yeah. so our successes as a fan base or as fan based administrators or as South African army is definitely influencing BTS's legacy in South Africa and of course globally and so to that point you know you guys have done so many incredible um, projects over the last couple of years and you've had so many amazing successes so speak to us a little bit about those successes and what the things you are most proud of. Uh, well first of all all of our projects are our successes, but um, we've had the honor of being mentioned four times now on Naver, in Naver articles in South Korea for our charity mm. projects. Mm. And, um, you know, this meant a lot to us, having our name, Bangtan Moonlight, and, and as BTS Army in South Africa mentioned and acknowledged, we felt very happy seeing our efforts showcased along with all of the love that the BTS army around the world spread. Mm -hmm. um, to that, we've also had many successful campaigns, both internationally done with international fan bases, mm -hmm. as well as with our fellow local South African fan bases. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I remember one of our biggest highlights back in 2020, <laughs> um, we've done a project with the BTS Army Health Center on mental health and it was called Sugar's Healing Lab. Mm -hmm. And around that time, we had gone to Jackensburg on vacation mm -hmm. and it was just around when BTS dropped their Map of the Soul 7 album. Mm -hmm. So we were already stoked. Mm -hmm. And we then got a message from BTS Army Health Center that our project is mentioned in a radio interview in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And that wow. we should tune in and listen. Yeah. 
So yeah, we tuned in with our cousin, who's also a BTS army, and we were absolutely ecstatic. You know, mind you, the Jackersburg reception. <laughs> and but we're fortunately at the right time tuned in. And they gave us a shout out. They gave the BTS Army here in, in South, South Africa, Africa a shout out. And till date, it's an experience that always feels so surreal. Yeah, mm-hmm. to hear. And they always refer to us as BTS Armies in South Africa. So that just like, it puts it cap on all of us. And it was so amazing to hear that. It, it, it sent chills. It was the first type of, you know, that was our yeah. first campaign. Mm-hmm. And we were so excited. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. Um, I guess. If we think about, you know, we've been talking over the past couple of weeks about the growth of the fandom and the growth of BTS in South Africa. And if we apply the lens of, I think, charity and the work that you do, the growth of fandom is directly related to, I guess, the type of engagement that you see. So if you use the work that you do as that baseline or that barometer, um, how have you guys experienced the growth of our fandom in South Africa when you look at the campaigns that you've run um, and the initiatives that you started? I think we we saw a lot of growth from 2020. And um, especially with with our engagements, uh, etc. Across all of the social media platforms, we've definitely seen growth um, and interaction. And obviously, <clears throat> Part of that was, you know, we 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 did know that reaching out and having engagement from South African armies was a little bit of a challenge for us, and so we we really put ourselves out there across, you know, as many social media platforms as we could, and you know, we tried our best with what projects we did and and how we you know created those projects, how we put them out, especially during COVID, which was which was a very tough time, but at the same time, it was it was a time where you know, a lot of um, people started, you know, to come out and like engage with particularly uh, charitable things. So, mm. you know, we found that within that time, uh, our engagements were quite high, especially with mm. our campaigns and projects. And we were very happy to see more South African armies now start, you know, coming in and, and, yes. and participating in our projects. Mm. And we just, we're just so happy. And we just want to see that, you know, grow more. Mm. I think the main the main, you know, our main goals right now is to just reach as many South African armies as we can. Mm-hmm. And you want to get them involved in, you know, our projects. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I can see this. I def- we definitely see the fandom growing. You just mentioned now that, um, you know, getting engagement initially was a bit of a challenge for you. Um, why, do you why do you think that was? And I guess my question is, you know, what challenges do you think exists within a South African context that sort of prevent, not necessarily prevents, but kind of makes people hesitate to get more involved in charity initiatives. With South Africa, we do have, we we look at a lot of the safety and logistical aspects of things. And I can understand why South Africans would be a bit hesitant to just, you know, just sort of just donate to anybody. And, um, you know, you, you want they want to make sure that things are secure. And so that's why whenever we, we do do these projects, we're always vetting out the, the organizations, making sure they're secure, the payments are secure, everything is secure. We want our, fan, our fans, um, BTS Army over here to feel 
that you know to guarantee when they're donating online, especially um, in South Africa. In terms of uh, you know reaching armies, um, South African armies, uh, uh, you know on Twitter and on Facebook, it varies across social media platforms. We found that it varies. Uh, not many armies were so used to the idea of you know fan base and like charity stuff. Um, so I think breaking out into our South African fandom as a charity fan base, it's, it's a bit unique, a bit different to what South African fans were used to or are used to on the timeline or on Facebook or on Instagram. So kind of explaining who we are and like, you know, gaining that trust with our, the, our fellow fans uh, in South Africa was, was a bit difficult. But as I said, like in the from 2020, 2021, things just started, you know, with COVID and everything. Um, we must mention that an, one of the fan bases is an international fan base, one in an army. Mm. They also grew quite big. Yes. And so South African armies were like, because they grew so big, they were mentioned in a lot of articles. Mm. So like South African armies also engaged with that and they kind of understood, oh, armies do charities and there's a charity map. So that kind of also helped us a bit, you know, break out in South Africa here mm. as a charity fan base. I also just want to say that, you know, to your point about South African fans and, and, and your role and responsibility to make sure that you know the organizations you support are credible and that you are putting verifiable information out on the timeline. Um, you know, you guys as a fan base have been around for a while. And I also think that when people see how much work you do, they, they notice your staying power, that also lends to your own credibility. And I think it does encourage people who might have been hesitant in the beginning to actually be a little bit more generous because they know who you are. They yeah. see what you do. They, you have a proven track record and now they go, yeah. that is an organization that we are willing to support. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. With yes. time, we've seen that uh, evolve into that. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's so interesting what you say. I mean, you've mentioned a few times almost the, the growth um, and the engagement that your fandom saw around 2020. And I think that resonates with me as well, because we had done a few uh, charity projects since our inception in 2018. But we saw, yeah. I think, the biggest success of any of our, our projects um, that we ran mm -hmm. up until, I think, the beginning of the pandemic in 2020. Um, at that point in time, um, we had planned our first capsule event for soap in 2020 and lockdown was announced just before that was going to happen. And so instead of running that event, we decided to run a series of um, um, donation drives. I, I believe it was for Ladles of Love, Meals on Wheels um, and a few other charity yeah. organizations. And Tag and I were completely, I think, just in awe of and floored by yeah. the response we got from South African Army for those campaigns. And I, I really think it was centered around the fact that I think as human beings, um, we were yeah. going through this pandemic together, health and wellness, you know, physical, emotional, psychological, mm -hmm. all of those things was at the forefront of what everybody was going through. And I think compassion and kindness was really something people was trying to pay forward and that bled out in this outpouring of tremendous support and kindness for um i think 
events and, and endeavors that we were running at that point in time. But I think also as a consequence, um, listening to you guys, initiatives that you were running as well. So I think 2020, definitely, there was definitely a yeah. shift, I agree, in how I think South African fans responded to, to charity in general. Yeah, for sure, for sure, mm -hmm. definitely. So, I mean, if you guys think about all that you've done in the last three years or so, um, and all that you've achieved, where do you see yourselves going? I mean, what is it that when you look to the future, like what are the things that you want to get involved in? What are the projects that you're hoping to spearhead and push into um, the forefront of South African Army's minds? Um, I mean, our common goal for short, medium and long term will always be creating and pulling out good and successful projects with the hopes of spreading that purple magic of BTS and ARMY to those who need it. Mm. Um, we, of course, would like to grow more and reach more armies. as in the long run, we hope to go bigger with projects at scale. I mean, like mm. charity drop-offs, uh, cleanups. cleanups. You know, in fact, before COVID, we, we were thinking quite big. And, you know, I, at that time, I was involved in a, in a lot of cleanups and stuff. And so I thought it would be, you know, really nice to have these type of big events with, with armies as well. But, you know, COVID really taught us a lot more than just, you know, everyone couldn't come out of their houses, but it, it taught us a lot about understanding safety and hygiene and certain things in South Africa. When you're planning these type of events, um, it's not that easy to just, you know, call people, oh, let's just rock up here and start cleaning up the beach. There's a lot more to that. And we've taken that as a lesson and we've been gaining a lot of knowledge about having on-site physical charity events, um, et cetera. But we definitely are this year taking larger steps into having physical uh, charity events and we're really excited about that. I um, I made a note here when you when you spoke earlier, Veruna, I believe it was you who said, you know, as army, we use our voice um, as youth to bring about change. And I, I absolutely love the way you put that because I think BTS use their voice and it is their voice mm -hmm. that initially I think draws us all in and makes us sit up and go, you know, who is this band? And and let me try and understand why I'm so um, pulled into their orbit. But I think youth in general, this idea of youthfulness isn't, at least for me, something literal. It's really that youth is associated with things like, you know, energy and effervescence and innovation, creativity, positivity, yeah. um, passion. And I think all of those things really encompasses who army is as this dynamic fan base and so if i think about the fact that we as army use our voices as not literal youth but i think as passionate and energetic youth yeah. to bring about change because essentially we are on a journey to love ourselves love each other be good kind people be good human beings and if I reflect on the fact that all of this sentiment and this feeling for most of us um, is inspired by BTS. It's, it's absolutely wonderful that a band that for the most part comes from a different culture, speaks a different language to us, has inspired us to bring about change in our communities. And the work that you do 
and the work that we do in turn inspires other people, I think, to sit up and go, yeah. how do I use my passion, my energy, my effervescence to bring about change, big or small, in my community. So I kind of want to say that the work that you do is so very important. And if one person is inspired to do something for someone else, then you have absolutely kind of won that battle. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's that's exactly uh, like the main point. Personally, if as a families, we all have our personal, you know, gains. And one of the things that the three of us just really love about being Bangtan Muna at SA is that we get to inspire people. And that has always been a life kind of um, goal for us, the three of us. So we do these projects, we choose certain topics, we choose certain organizations. We really want to inspire people about or, or center those issues. We like to tackle issues mostly concerning youth because we really all about inspiring youth. We want to change the way, especially in South Africa, the way uh, our youth um, grows and we, we kind of want to inspire the youth in our South African army and just everybody to just speak up. I think that whole, the whole notion of speaking up and understanding, you know, um, the issues that we are facing is, is what BTS's albums have been doing from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to actually see that with the new album coming up, Proof, mm -hmm. that, you know, um, it's all really been about representing the hidden voices of youth. And uh, as a fan base, we also kind of coming out with that. So we really, really, we really pumped up with this new album and everything with BTS and everything. We really pumped up to really, you know, go the mile with our projects and yeah, just inspire more. Mm. I, I want to ask you something that I struggle with kind of personally in the work that we do as well. And that is the notion that we want to help as many people as we can, but we also can't help everyone. And there's many days, in fact, I feel like it's almost every day, a tag can attest to this, that we get requests from people to spread the word on something or to help someone or to, you know, drive some charity endeavor um, to help yeah, yeah. individuals or groups or organizations. And I think th the sad reality is that we can't do everything. We can't be everything yeah. to everyone. We can do what we can and sometimes that is limited depending on resources and a whole host of other factors so how do you guys as a, a fan base administrators for charity a fan base in particular manage the, and balance that line between helping as much as you can but there's also only so much you can do and you cannot help everyone yeah, definitely. We've also, you know, come across those type of requests as well. But we we're also very wary of consequences and there's responsibility to just, you know, helping people, especially when you're a fan base, you know, with BTS in the BTS army. Um, so we try our best. We have like sort of incorporated ideas or any suggestions we've gotten from armies. Uh, but when it does come to things that are too personal, we try our best to help them directly. Mm -hmm. um, but if we cannot, you know, it's one of those things. We just we just cannot, and we don't see it as we don't take it as 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 something bad. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to also realize that 
as you guys said, you know, we, it's hard to just be there for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, we take it as it goes. Um, but yeah, we, we do as much as we can. And, um, and if we unfortunately can't push those boundaries due to certain, you know, if certain things, we, we really don't put too much pressure on ourselves. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I think that's important, just not um, putting too much pressure as a fan base on, on yourself, you know. Um, you're still doing incredible work, mm-hmm. I think. How do you guys, I mean, you, you talk about obviously not being able to do everything and then focusing on the things that you can do. So how do you actually go about determining which projects you want to get involved with, which organizations you want to approach in order to collaborate with them? Because I'm sure there are a vast array of options out there. What are the things that are most important to you that makes you go, these are the organizations that deserve our sort of um, boost or our assistance or our help or our spotlight? Well, we look at it in, in like three ways. So first, if we're doing a project for a member, we'll, we'll always try to find uh, a topic that relates to the member. Example, Namjoon, he likes reading, he likes education. So we'll try and do something surrounded with books, um, educating. We did literacy, we did, literacy, we did something or something with the environment. However, there are those times, and we've seen those times uh, in the past two years, where certain issues just needed to be highlighted. Yeah. Uh, especially, we find we found our first campaign with Yungi in 2020. We'd say, statistically, if you look at the stats, psychologically, there has been a, a lot of mental health issues in during that time when COVID started. And we found that we needed or we had to do uh, a project or a campaign surrounding mental health. So we're always looking at the, at the way the world is or the way the country is at the moment. And if there are particular issues or like, you know, uh, certain things that need, need to be highlighted, certain organizations or topics, we would try our best to incorporate that. Even if it's a standalone project separate from a member's birthday project, we try our best to do something um, relating to those issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we even did one on gender-based violence. Yeah, yeah, so yes, yeah, yeah, I remember that. In yeah. 2021, there was a big, yeah, there was a huge big... problem in South Africa with gender-based violence. Mm. So we, that really triggered something for the three of us. And then that was actually our largest project that we did. We found that we needed to really go big with that one. And uh, yeah, so we went ahead and did it. Out of interest, the involvement that you get um, from obviously BTS fans, is it mainly or predominantly South African fans that are participating or do you have a good mix of locals and internationals? So what we do find is we actually do have a lot of international armies who do join our projects and Mm. contribute. And uh, recently from 2020 onwards, 
or 2021 onwards, we had more um, South African armies dominating that. I think that's that's because we just, I think around that time, we just kind of broke out into the South African, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. army community. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think our our name became a little bit more, uh, you know, people knew more about us. Uh, We reached more South African armies. Um, So yeah, initially, definitely. A lot of international fans, but we're so happy to see now that South African engagement mm. yeah, is much more higher. Just out of interest, sorry, I was just something just struck me now. I mean, Naz and I spoke a little bit about um, what it's like to run a fan base as siblings, and I guess in many ways it's easier, at least in our experience, because I mean, you can get angry with friends but if it's your sibling they live with you so you can't run away from them (laughs) Um, and I guess for Naz and I we have a really good synergy because we understand each other we don't always agree but we do have you know great communication and we're able to kind of always settle our differences and reach a consensus when you know whichever way that happens to go how do you guys find running a fan base as siblings is it easier than running it with friends or strangers definitely easier definitely Definitely easier i think because the heart of the idea of our fan base the heart of the fan base is the three of us from a young age doing charity doing uh community work sort of expanding this into our fandom Mm. so i think that heart that energy that synergy in the middle you know it kind of expands into who we are so it's it's definitely special for the three of us for sure yeah i mean we do fight a lot i would not <laughs> lie <laughs> this always the thing is the three of us are always you know always we want everything to be perfect and sometimes we're clashing in that aspect mm-hmm. they're like oh, this infographic this color is just not matching <laughs> small things that we're fighting about <laughs> But I think we understand each other. Yeah, we do. And so that really helps. Yeah, it does. I think it's that alignment here. It's that alignment between your values yeah. and ultimately I think knowing what you're pushing towards and driving towards is the same thing, even if sometimes the way you get there is slightly mm-hmm. different. And, and you know, I well, I, I, I will, I'll just say this, you know, personally, we, we've, as, as sisters, our bond has just grown like mm. we were we were quite like just not so close before bts and we, we're not ashamed to say post bts we like the closest <laughs> because of bts because of you know bangtan Muna essay doing these projects we really our bond as sisters has really strengthened so much mm. so you know we're gaining a lot personally as well we're doing you know all the stuff Mm. Veruna, you've mentioned, I'm actually just thinking about this question now. Your fan base name is Bangtan Moonlight. Where did the <laughs> name come from? I mean, obviously we understand the Bangtan part, but what made you attach the moonlight? What is the Peg, significance? Peg, I feel like you took that question right out of my mind because I was literally <laughs> going to ask the same it's thing. A, I guess it's a twin thing, eh? <laughs> the telepathy, <laughs> it's the twin telepathy. <laughs> You know, actually, a lot of like friends and family would ask that question, and I don't know, like, if it, is it a personal thing that I just like the moonlight thing? But I just know that I wanted to incorporate like uh, this, like you know, good energy shining through. But I was a big fan of Moonchild, 
the song Moonchild, mm-hmm. Alim's Moonchild. And I think that contributed a lot to the name. Like it, something about the moon, just like, you know, in our darkest times, what's shining there at night mm-hmm. is the moon. So I want the fan base to kind of, you know, you know, should they be, you know, certain issues that we have as a country or as a fan base, we, we want to be more of light, you know, bringing that positive energy. So that's kind of what the moonlight represents. And I must say, we argued about this a lot. We like, should we change our name? It just doesn't go. But we, we just couldn't. Because there's just something about that moonlight just being there. Um, it just reflects what we want to be. We want to be that light. So yeah. that's important. That's important. I think, you know, fan base names are so personal and it should reflect yeah. the things that are important to you. So everybody has their story and your fan base name has its own story. And that's, that's wonderful. I, I really love the analogy you have about, I think, darkness and light. Um, because I know there's um, a component of Spring Day as well that talks about this idea of, you know, darkness and spring eventually coming. And at the top of my bed, I actually have this quote from Spring Day, which I think reminds me of what you're talking about now, which mm-hmm. is essentially, you know, from, you know, darkness, light will yeah. eventually come, a new day will come, spring will come, yeah, growth yeah. will, will mm-hmm. kind of come back. So I, I absolutely really love that there's a lot of thought and meaning in your name. And if people don't really understand that, they might think it's something random, but actually it has quite a beautiful <laughs> meaning and it's quite personal. Yeah, I think with BTS songs, that's one thing that we just love. The It's so poetic, but there's, there's such strong, you know, lessons and word, the words are just very strong and impactful. Um, and so, yeah, we sometimes do fear that people might not understand. They'll think, oh, Moonlight? Uh, but, you know, it, it does have a very deep personal meaning. So that's that's good. <laughs> that's lovely. So I think as we, we kind of drew to an end of our conversation, I think if I, if I sum up what I get from this discussion is that the three of you, I think, as individuals, have always been deeply passionate about doing work in your communities and giving back. And in many ways, it is the synergy between your life, who you are as individuals, discovering BTS and integrating them into who you are as people. And like I mentioned earlier, it's not, you know, and BTS added on to who you are. It's actually integrated into um, who you are mm-hmm. as people and therefore this um, ethos and, and, and way you've always had of giving back uh, to your communities, which made you almost take your passion as people and your passion for BTS and channel that into this kind of wonderful pursuit that is allowing other people to also become passionate about the same thing. Yeah, definitely. So you mentioned earlier that BTS's new album is coming. Um, What are you guys most excited about for this comeback? What are you looking forward to? What do you hope is coming? Oh, excited for everything. Yeah, <laughs> 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 we just saw the, the photo. Yes. Wow. This concept photo was good. Very good. Very good. I think this album is gonna be very powerful. 
Mm-hmm. It's really gonna just, you know, this is BTS. Like, here's the proof. This is BTS. I, I'm really excited for that energy. I can already feel it. Like, it's gonna be very powerful. And really just sum up the boys' journey from the beginning. And they're just gonna grow. So, yeah, it's really. And, and of course, look at being Festa. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It's Festa. Kind of along the same time as Festa. <laughs> it's like there's just like an overwhelming amount of nuggets exactly these gold nuggets i mean yeah. proof really is i think looking back at B- bts's journey as artists as human beings because most of their albums aren't necessarily autobiographical but they do take yeah. components of their lives and what their struggles have been and they infuse their music with that level of humanity so if you look back at their discography what albums or what songs are you guys most inspired by? Ooh. Oh, so many songs. Can list everything. <laughs> <laughs> a lot it's of like, those songs. It's like asking someone to pick a bias. Yeah, so hard. I think for personally, a lot of certain songs were there in certain times. So, I needed them. so it's, you know, I don't have an ultimate favorite song because at certain moments in my life, like since I've known them, I needed certain songs and they so happen to have such a song that would comfort you or would like, you know, help you. So definitely, I think they have such a variety. I think they touch on so many emotions and so many issues that whatever you're facing, there's always some BTS song there for you. Um, but, you know, for me, I think Magic Shop is really I, special. I was just going to say Magic, Magic Shop, Shop is really me. special. Lights for me. It was there when we... Lights. Yeah. Oh. Lights. Yeah. Definitely. Magic Shop is just... Spring Day, Spring Day is the fandom's, <laughs> you know, the fandom song. The fandom's darling. Yeah, it's the fandom. That's why I said, I mean, I, have a, I literally have a Spring Day quote above my bed, so... I go to bed hoping that I dream of BTS and cherry blossoms. Like, you can't go wrong. Definitely. <laughs> you mentioned Festa. So I think my my kind of final question to you guys before um, I ask you if there's anything you want to add is Festa's coming up. Spoiler alert for people. We have a little bit of a collaboration going for Festa and our event in Durban. What are you guys wanting to tease for Durban Army and, and what's coming at the Durban event on the 18th of June? So yeah, we're excited. We're coming with a lot of good, good energy. <laughs> we're definitely coming as, as BTS fairy army. <laughs> with really, your purple magic. We're coming with all of the colors. We're really excited. Um, it's our first physical event, like the first physical thing that we're hosting. Mm-hmm. We've always done like online things, but mm-hmm. we're yeah. so excited to be a part of uh, the event that you guys are hosting. I saw the ticket the other day and I saw all the stuff involved. And I'm just, I gotta tell Ami, this event is gonna be amazing. So mm-hmm. like, you, you need to be there. <laughs> it's so exciting. <laughs> No, and, I, yeah. I think, yeah, we, we excited. I think as just a little bit of a background without telling people too much. Um, we had a discussion um, a while back just around, I think, charity um, and what we as a fan base wanted to do more of in terms of our strategy for uh, the next couple of months. And this was, I think, a lovely opportunity to partner on, I think, what you do 
and what we hope to do more of um, and hopefully create a platform to be um, or to inspire many people, um, especially at the Durban event. So yes, it is kind of, I guess, your first, shall yeah. we say, physical kind of activation of charity or charitable endeavor. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. We're very excited. <laughs> we're very excited to get our Durban armies. You know, this is hope, like, you know, we're from Durban. We want to involve the Durban armies, get them, get, you know, introduce them to, you know, the, the other side of armies yeah. and fan bases and what we do. So... Yeah. Definitely very excited. Very excited. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure people are going to come out in droves and support you guys. Like we, we I really hope so. We yeah. would love that. We definitely would love that. So we are ticketing at the moment and I'm telling you, it is, it is going crazy. Cape Town sold out today. In about 22 hours, uh, Tag uh, and I were completely and utterly floored. Um, I know this is our first open event. So I think that because it's yeah. a full member event, people are obviously very excited for that. So we have a lot of cool things planned. And next week we will be talking to um, a couple of uh, players in the South African space around, I guess, eventing, cup sleeve events, what goes into planning them, how we plan them, what they cost. So, so we're definitely going to be talking all about that if people are interested in listening to that podcast next week. Um, but ladies, before we really end off, is there anything more you kind of want to add? Anything you want South African Army to know about you, what you do, why you do what you do, um, and also where they can find you on social media? Um, I would say um, if you haven't learned much about the charity side of the fandom and you'd like to learn more about it, I strongly suggest starting off by looking at the One in an Army charity map. I mean, it's filled with all of the army charity projects submitted to them from around the world. I mean, just take a look at South Africa. It has all of your projects, our projects, and maybe individual army projects. And it's just really beautiful to look at. Yeah. And also an interesting fact, actually, for those who don't know. So why an army do these annual charity reports of the mm-hmm. charity maps? And back in 2019 and 2020, South Africa was placed among the top 10 countries for the amount of charity projects done. And both were at the lucky number seven. And I think that's something we're proud of. It's quite an achievement. Yeah, we definitely want to see that growth. You know, with these projects, uh, even like you guys are doing projects, we're doing projects. We also want to inspire armies to do their own projects if they they want to. We're open to suggestions. You guys, our DMs are open. If you like to share. You want to talk about you know, charity, if you'd like to share or you're doing a campaign or a project, you want to talk about charity or understand certain issues that we are highlighting uh, during our projects, definitely we're very open to discussing and talking about that for sure. Yeah, so our socials, we are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and we have our own website. And YouTube. And YouTube. And I mean, our website is a very good place to start. We have all of our previous and current projects up there. So, yeah. Yeah, just take a look at all of the projects that we've done. And you can actually see, you know, the variety of projects that we're doing. And we just want to engage more with the South African armies. Yeah, also, just know we understand that not everyone's able to donate. 
but mm. engaging and sharing the project really helps a yeah. ton. And we try our best to make them accessible. We include some fun ways to show your support, you know, non-monetary ways. Yeah. And so do join. Yeah, we always try to make these projects just inclusive, so like everybody can participate in it. Um, yeah yeah and our i think our motto will always remain the same and that is to spread love in the name of bts and army yeah <laughs> that's that's awesome i think for me i just want to say you know thank you to all of you for the absolute care and consideration and heart that you put in your fan base and your projects like the work that you do is it's literally changing lives i think in the name of bts and that's something that you ladies should be incredibly proud of. So thank you for inspiring us and for inspiring, you know, all the other fellow South African army. You guys are really keeping the charity flag flying high. Thank you so much. This this podcast is absolutely, the series is amazing. Yeah, thank you. And we have to thank you guys for the amazing work that you do, that, that you do. You're like our compass, actually. You know, a lot of the times <laughs> to keep up with events and to keep up with our, you know, BTS schedules and everything. I mean, the the, the fan page to go to is definitely you guys. It's like our anchor fan base. <laughs> oh, oh thank so you. Sweet. Thank I you. think that's really lovely. And I think, you know, as you talk about your reason for existing, I think our reason for existing is to be in service. Um, and the reality is yeah. that we can't serve everybody in the way that they would like to be served. But I think ultimately we sleep well at night knowing that truly we do the best that we can. And we are proud, yeah. I think, to be a part of this fan base, to be a part of this community um, and to essentially play a part in making sure that BTS's name will, I think, go down in the history as artists that truly inspired a diverse global fan base mm -hmm. to show up um, and do yeah. good and be kind. And an entire generation, they've inspired, yes. they will inspire an yeah. entire generation. And we, we are all a part of that. Absolutely. That's such an amazing thing. Yes. So ladies, Saluri, Varuna, Sayuri, thank you for joining us and having this, I think, really inspirational conversation around what you do. I think to anybody who's still listening, who's made it to the end of this podcast, if you want to be inspired, if you want to find out how you can get more involved, if you're just curious and you want to understand more about charity and fan base, please visit uh, Bangtan Moonlight Essay and go and have a look at some of the amazing bits of work that they have done and also reach out to them if you want to talk more about how you can get involved in projects you want to uh, start in your own communities or get involved with projects that they are also running um, in their communities um, or in our communities in general in South Africa. And then lastly, they will be um, at their first kind of in-person charity activation at our Durban Fiesta event on the 18th of June. So if you'd like, so if you'd like to meet them, um, make sure that you get your tickets for the June event um, and come and have we some time. Definitely, we're definitely going to ensure that someone puts a microphone in your hand so that you can speak <laughs> a little bit we, about we the wonderful do. things that you do. <laughs> <laughs> we love, we love that. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Ladies, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we are so thank appreciative. You. To everyone listening, thank you very much. Until next.